0: Welcome to People Powered Politics. I'm Nick Sones. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Sones. And uh today what we're going to focus on is the striking workers, um whether it's, you know, the strikes that are that we're witnessing from Instacart employees to the employees at Amazon. Um we're also going to uh note some stuff about how we think about the uh the notion of work and things of that nature. So let's just get started with, um, you know, the Instacart employees that have decided to go on strike. And I actually am going to read something that comes from the Gig Workers Collective. And if uh, I'll, I'll end up sharing this on Twitter later on. So anyways, I'm going to read this, and I quote, For the past several weeks, Instacart shoppers and gig workers collective have been urging Instacart to take proper safety precautions. We have been ignored. Instead, Instacart has turned this pandemic into a PR campaign portraying the hero, portraying itself the hero of families that are sheltered in place, isolated, or quarantined. Instacart has still not provided essential protections to shoppers on the front lines that could prevent them from becoming carriers— falling ill themselves, or worse. Instacart's promise to pay shoppers up to 14 days of pay, if diagnosed or placed in mandatory quarantine, not only falls short, but isn't even being honored. Instacart knows knows it's virtually impossible to meet their qualifications and is ignoring shoppers' pleas for more substantial and preventative help. Additionally, as per their release, this policy is set to expire April 8th, likely before any shopper will even qualify for this payment. Instacart has a well-established history of exploiting its shoppers, one that extends years back before our current crisis. Now its mistreatment of shoppers has stooped to an all-time low. They are profiting astronomically off of us literally risking our lives, all while refusing to provide us with effective protection, meaningful pay, and meaningful benefits. Shoppers have had enough. Instacart has refused to act proactively in the interest of its shoppers, customers, and public health, so we are forced to take matters into our own hands. We will not continue to work under these conditions. We will not risk our safety, our health, or our lives for a company that fails to adequately protect us, fails to adequately pay us, and fails to provide us with accessible benefits should we become sick. On Monday, March 30th, shoppers will walk off of our jobs and will not return to work until our demands are met. We demand that Instacart meet the following conditions. One, safety precautions at no cost to workers. PPE at minimum, hand sanitizer, disinfectant wipes, sprays, and soap. Two, hazard pay. An extra $5 per order and defaulting the in-app tip amount to at least 10% of the order total. Three, An extension and expansion of pay for workers impacted by COVID-19. Anyone who has a doctor's note for either a pre-existing condition that's a known risk factor or requiring a self-quarantine. Four, the deadline to qualify for these benefits must be extended beyond April 8th. This is an extraordinary time in history. And as shoppers, those of us who are able and have the means to protect ourselves do want to help those in our community by delivering groceries and supplies. But with Instacart neglecting the basic well-being of its 150,000-plus drivers, we believe there is no choice but to not only walk off, but to raise awareness of the company's practices. They are putting us greatly in harm's way while profiting greatly. We cannot let this be considered normal signed instacart shoppers and gig workers collective so that's what um you know this these uh courageous workers who are taking a stand against you know corporate greed and the establishment have uh put out and it's you know it's important because they aren't they aren't asking for a lot uh you know it's it's an increase in pay um you know, and and an increase in certain protective measures to ensure that they are healthy and that they are not getting others sick, Um, especially in a time where really we don't know a whole lot about COVID-19. We don't know how it spreads. Well, we we somewhat have an idea about how it spreads, but you get what I'm saying here. Uh, So that's coming from the Instacart folks. Um, There's you know over as it says over a hundred and fifty thousand employees, and then you know you have Amazon who employs more than a hundred and fifty thousand employees, and you know now you have the uh the Whole Foods, which is planning on you know going on strike as of today uh, last time I looked it's you know about six forty three in the morning here on the east coast, so I haven't you know looked. Uh, you know, last time I looked was just a few moments ago. So, they were still planning on going through with their strike, and you know, with with you know each of these. Uh, with each of these segments of employees, what we see is a need to, you know, return to, uh, what we saw before the nineties in America and then's, you know, to have a a labor movement and a uh you know a, a an injection of union membership in America today. And you know it's it's not really news to anyone but as we uh as we saw, you know, in the nineties as more people started to buy into um the radical free market thinking of union membership being bad, which was largely forced down people's throats by Republicans in office or even um, you know others and and really what we saw when that occurred was as union membership declined, so did the American middle class. the gains that um, the gains that people had, started to decline whenever union membership fell off. And I think that right now, you know, we have to keep in mind in America that we are living through uncertain times. And I know that, you know, the stimulus package, if you'll even call it that, Um, You know, I I think that it was more a corporate bailout package, considering working families and working people and get $1,200. And that's, that's a one time payment. That's not permanent. It's not, uh, you know, for the duration of COVID-19. But anyways, you know, it's, it's, you know, we need to, um, we need to think about how we expand freedom in America today and you know I I imagine FDR being inaugurated and you know it, it was a time when you had mass poverty uh and, and really what we saw with FDR was we saw the the beginnings of the elimination of poverty in America and you know at at the end of the day I don't think that you'd find many who wouldn't who want to be willing to admit that we could end poverty in America for every single American tomorrow if we truly wanted to. It's simply a question of political will. And it you know, I mean, as as far as a question of political will, it's one of those things that it does not appear there's a lot of political will to do so. But anyways, continuing on with, you know, the the FDR, um Really, with FDR, we saw, you know, the Social Security Act being passed. We saw the beginnings of an activist government. And, you know, I know I've, uh, I've advocated, you know, for an activist government for, for quite a while now. And I think that that's maybe where we need to uh, we need to get back to the idea of thinking that an activist government can actually do a lot of good in America. And it clearly can. Um, You know, just look at the FDR, look at LBJ and everything, you know, that those two in particular were able to accomplish. And, you know, continuing on with, you know, what they passed as far as, you know, the economic stimulus package, you know, it's, you know, those $1,200 payments to every single American. But with that also came, you know, a... A nice little bailout for corporations in corporate America and the other the other thing while we're discussing the expansion of freedom um, when I say freedom what I mean is and I think this is obviously I don't want to attempt to put words into uh, FDR's mouth or anything but if you Go back in time, one of the things that FDR advocated for was the freedom from worry. And with the Social Security Act, people were, you know, we were able to lift the elderly out of poverty. Hence, the uh, freedom from worry was you know, taken care of. And so I think really, you know, today, if you take a look at it, we need to be focused on expanding freedom freedom from worriness freedom from you know am i going to you know be able to do this or to do that because if you take a look right now in america we have a system where basically your employer can determine your insurance your employer can determine the amount of hours you work the amount of hours you work determines the amount of benefits you have whether it's you know um you know, whether whether you have insurance or you don't is largely determined all based upon your employer. And we're one of the few countries in the world which has a system where that's how we do it. Um, in fact, we may in fact be the only country in the world that has the system where that's what it's based upon. And so I think that if you, you know, the, the political moments and and we really have to, I think, look at society in moments. So the the moment that we are in today, where we're dealing with a global pandemic, where you're going to see, where it's it's likely, you know they they've pretty much have already come on out and said that we're going to be looking at a recession, and things of that nature. We need to be advocating for reforms that will help. The vast majority of people and where you begin is by expanding freedom from people having to worry and one way you do that is you know you you i i know what i wanted uh you know when they were passing you know that stimulus bill is they should have made those payments those cash payments permanent uh even, even if it would have just been for the duration of the crisis, that, that would have, you know, for the most part made me, okay, I can live with that. But really what you need to do is you need to make them permanent because as we see with the striking workers of Instacart and as we see with the striking workers of Amazon and now with Whole Foods, um, it's, it's going to turn into a problem where, and Amazon's already done this, Amazon has already fired people over uh over the issue of them you know deciding to take the action to stand up to the to the uh to the um to those in power and and really what you're going to see is you're going to see more people um have to you know take that action in order to attempt to get what is legitimately their rights and obtain their rights and for so long we've been Used to the notion that the employer should determine are the hours that we work, which then determines the insurance that we have, which then determines the hours that we work, then determines the benefits that we are able to have, so on and so forth. And so, if you get back to a notion of an activist government, and if you get back to the notion of expanding freedom to more people, what you will see is a freedom from worry and that should be the objective especially considering the moment that we are that we are in um you know and and you know perhaps what we need is and you know i wrote this um it's you know it's it's published now on nickzones.com. if if you go back to the founding um you cannot in good faith, make an argument that the founders were not radicals. And perhaps it's time that we return to a radical past. And perhaps it's time that we decide to return to a politics of radicalism, which advocates for expansions of freedom, expansions of um, personal and individual freedoms for people. And... You know, that's that's what I think that we need right now is, you know, whether that's, you know, a universal basic income and, um, you know, guaranteeing people uh, insurance, which you know, I think are two great starting points uh, for for a return to, you know, the the politics of radicalism. Um, you know, and I, I think, right, there's a, a good point to, you know, end this podcast on. Um, you know, obviously, it's it's been the first episode. People Power Politics. I'm Nick Zones. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Uh, You know, I'll also end on this. When when it comes to, you know, the striking workers of Instacart and Amazon and elsewhere, uh, what these people want is a leg up. What they want is a decent wage. What they want is a chance, a shot at a decent life. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's, that's truly the American story, is a shot at a decent life. And how we get there is by advocating for, um, you know, the expansion of freedom. Again, I'm Nick Soans. You can find me on Twitter at Nick Sones and online simply NickSones.com. This has been People Power Politics. <laughs>